Everyone, hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with my dear friend. Yes, I am going to go ahead and call my dear friend Greg Fitzsimmons, probably in the lead for most appearances on the Monday show now. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Welcome back. Hello. I'm just going to turn myself down. I'm just booming in my own headphones. Oh, one? yeah, please turn down. Thank you. There, it was, it's good. It, was too much Allison. I don't usually don't think such a thing exists, but in that moment, can you turn down a little hus- more? I bet your husband wishes he had one of these. <laughs> um, well, oh, that's yeah. exciting to to know that I'm in the lead. I feel like uh, Alec Baldwin on SNL. That's who you are on this show, and I prepare just as much. <laughs> you know, Jeff actually saw me sitting in my car out, out front right. before the show started. Yeah, what were you doing? Just going over your notes? Well, I got here early, mm-hmm. which is not, as you know, not like me at all. No, it's not. It's there. Sometimes you've forgotten entirely that you're supposed to be here. Have and then I? This once. Yeah. Once. Oh, that's and then right. I texted you, and that's you're like, right. "I'll be there." So that time you were like an hour and a half mm. late, which actually. That's getting here pretty fast, considering that you didn't even know you were doing the show. From Venice. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I like to get here early, and then I do breathing exercises. I like to shadow box. <laughs> and then I um, I listen to your old shows, and I have like an algorithm where I try to you know figure out what you're going to ask, and then I have a couple writers that help me punch up what I'm going to say. Oh, that's smart. It is smart to do all that. <clears throat> And yet, still, it seems like you just roll in and you're off the just cuff. Just roll in off the cuff. That's right. that. Well, I went to some um, branding people, and they told me <laughs> that's how I should roll in. Like play the play the roll in card. Did you practice it a lot? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. There's a place in Phoenix where you can pull together <laughs> f- fake audiences, and uh, I did ro- I did roll in. We called it A, B, and C. Three different types of roll ins. Right. Which one is this? This is B. <laughs> This is not too much rolling in, you right. know, like Jeff saw me here yeah. early. He busted me. He wasn't supposed to see me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but rolling C is when I when I pretend that I'm not supposed to be coming in, where I forgot. Okay, so, I've, so you've gone out of order with me. Right. All right. Yeah. Now, when Jeff saw you, I bet that rattled you for a minute, but thank God you have that backbone of training yes. to call upon. Right. So that it's, you, it still didn't throw you off that much. It's UCB level 14. <laughs> I was wondering if this is like the Meisner technique it's, or um, or Stanislavski. Or, Stanislavski is uh, that's method. Meisner. Well, it's listening. Listen mm. and answer. Right. That's the key. So it's not about motivation. It's, it's not about motivation. Okay. It's about presence. I really feel like I'm in the moment with you. What's that? <laughs> okay. So before we started... You were telling a just beginning embarking upon a riveting story involving an airline. Well, and I said, save it. I want to hear it on the podcast. And so do the listeners. I don't want to say the name of the airline, but it means not having gotten fucked, ironically, (laughs) because I'm about to get fucked. Um, I, uh, I made a reservation for me and my family to mm-hmm. fly to Florida to see my poor old mother. That is so nice. Using points 
which I earn very hard. This airline does not give out frequent flyer points very easily. They don't give it up. No. And so I used them months ago. I set up this trip, and now it turns out I need to change my departure date by a couple days. So I think, okay, I'll eat it. I'll have to, you pay a hundred bucks and they return your points back into your account and then I'll just purchase a new ticket. With points or with money? With money or points. But okay. the point is I understand that I can't just go in and change the departure date. Right. However, my rest of my family now is tied to my reservation and they're going to cancel everybody just because one person needs to change. Oh, you were hoping that they could still go out on the original date. And you could go out right. a couple days later. Leave the other people the same and let me change mine. And well, you can't do that. It's one reservation. I go, but what if I'd called you uh, four different times and made four different reservations as we have four different tickets? Right. Would I be in this situation? No, you'd be fine. Then you could get out of it. This I go, is so, insane. So I'm doing you guys a favor by making one phone call and booking it in the first place, saving you man hours by doing that. And you're penalizing me. And saying you're going to cancel everything. And now we can't go to Florida because tickets Easter week are through the roof. Right. And so I'm getting a guy on the phone who's telling me he's a supervisor, but he's not a supervisor. Mm, because fake supervisor. You know why? Because he no, asked you tell me. me. If, I said, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I pulled this card. I go, I've got a podcast. I said, I've had over 25 million downloads on my podcast. And I will be vocal about this. So he looks at what's the name of the podcast. So I tell him. He looks at me and goes, oh, I see you have 635 uh, episodes and you rated on iTunes. Was you he doing all this shit or was no. he? No. Okay. No. Then he wants to know, can he send me his album? <laughs> Not making it up. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, this is them. <gasps> is this him? So they're he's phone, calling please. me back. He was going to go to a higher level of supervisor. Hello. Well, there you see it. The power of digital media. You I just have... got fitz dogged. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear that again. You just got fitz dogged. <laughs> I turned myself down so low I could barely hear that. Thank you for your patience with that. This has been going on for a week. I'm trying to change this. I have. I was going to say I've never pulled the podcast card. Oh, you got to pull it. Although a couple times. Basically, I had a very bad experience with Sofa You Love. I did not love my sofa, yeah. my chair. So I tweeted about them. Like, I've tried to tweet about companies a couple times because it seems like some people really have a lot of luck with this, but you have to be like a real asshole on Twitter. And I was just yeah. slightly unpleasant, um, which I like to think comes naturally to me. But this is amazing. Hmm. This is a, And my total download number is quite impressive. I should be dropping that all over the place. Right. Um, over 25 million. I, I, it's over 20. Yeah. I would imagine it is. Well, we've just seen the 25 is the magic number. Yeah. So maybe wait. It might be that wait though, because it was 25. a while ago that I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was over 20. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say it is over 25, but I don't, I mean, that's what I'm going to say at least. It's very exciting. <laughs> I mean, when they hear 25 million, their, their head explodes. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of, a lot of things to pick apart okay. in that call. First of all. He started with, hey, it's me. I didn't yeah. see that coming. No. What do you make? How, how, how acquainted are you with this guy? Well, here's the thing. I'm just thinking back on how we edit this of, I don't know if we should leave in him with the, uh, 
Should we share the part where you use my credit card to pay the change fee? (laughs) The actual numbers? No, no. That part is for sure coming out. But you said to me... Do you have a credit card? (laughs) Do you have a credit card I could borrow? And I laughed. And then I was like, oh, you're serious. But then I said yes, because I'm nice and also, but also I am that girl who in eighth grade, when a popular boy said, oh, I didn't study for this test. Can I cheat off you? I was like, sure. Right. And Um, I was the guy in eighth grade that asked. Yeah, I guess. It's okay. But you know what? You'll pay me back, I'm sure, right? Are you kidding me? I just gave you a present. Oh, you baby. did. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the candle and the wooden E. That's a hundred bucks right there. Was it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really expensive that gift. And thank you for the lovely gift. Of course. Anyway, that but, was but that. I mean, I just want people to know. I I don't play that card often. It's very rare. But I felt in this instance, I was being treated unfairly, and I just feel like. In a world where you have to, in a world <laughs> where you got to play every card you got in your hand, yeah, why not? I know. There's been so many times where I've thought I, sh- I, I, I've thought I wish I were being treated better than I'm being treated right now. Yeah, I guess that's what I've thought, but I haven't pulled this one out. So tell me again the moment at which, at which this happened. You were talking to a supervisor, or you were talking to someone else. I was talking to. This gentleman said he was a supervisor right out of the gate. Right. Here's, here's my move. When I call an airline, I just immediately go, can I talk to a supervisor? That's smart. No matter who I, if I call American Express, let me talk to a supervisor. Just because, why wait? You're going to end up asking <laughs> you're later. You're right. You're right. You know? Yeah. Otherwise, you, the there's point. two directions you can go to when you call a corporation. You can either go to a supervisor or it's what I call the race to the Philippines. <laughs> Could take two calls, could take three, but you're going to end up in the Philippines. Sometimes you start out there. Right. It depends what time you call. Yeah, it depends on the company right. and what time you call. And, uh, you know, you get the supervisor, and even then, even then they've got to go to their city. So he went corporate. He went to corporate for me. The amazing thing is that um, I feel like you could have asked for a seat in first class. You could have asked to fly the plane, and he would have been like, not a problem. Yeah. Suddenly, everything opens up because they act like they are so uh, limited in what they can do. Yes, but not this guy. No, you're going to play his cunt. What? What? He's a country guy from Tennessee who raps. Who raps? Okay. Yeah. Let's cut out his name. Right. He didn't give his name. But the, but will they be able Did to he? track him? Oh. Will they be able to track him by knowing that he was assigned to my account and this call in the log? I don't know. Jeff? I think a lot of tumblers would have to fall in line for the him okay. to get in trouble right. for this. All right, let's not let this guy take the fall. Also, you had already said it before he even right. called. Right. I That was just it was Well, amazing. here's the thing. I Here's where I didn't play the the card, but the card was played for me is I wanted to get that um TSA card. You know where you go through Oh, the, the pre-check? Yeah, the pre-check. Yeah. <clears throat> so my friend, Mike Gibbons, who you know. Yes. He purchased the super painful masseuse at your 50th birthday party, did he not? He did. Yeah. You've never had a massage like this, Jeff. It'll, it would be your last. Um, but wonderful Childhood gift. Childhood trauma gift. comes out. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so he goes and he gets his TSA card. Now, Mike was convicted of stealing a car in college. 
and this is a long time ago, but it stays on your record. Right. And it, 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 he, he didn't do jail time, and I believe it was expunged. It was like some technicality that he'd stolen the car from an impound lot where was the it car- his car? No, no. It was not his car, <laughs> so technically he did steal it. Still grand larceny. But the car was not technically owned by anybody because the city had impounded it. Mm. So on a technicality, he did not steal a car. That's how he got away with it, somehow. Was this a product of his Columbo-like mind, or did he get a lawyer to come up with this loophole? I believe his father got him a lawyer. His okay. father has some money. Gotcha. So he gets out of it, but then when he goes in for his TSA card, boom, it shows up. He can't believe it showed up. This was like a thing that happened in the dark a long time ago yeah. and was, you know, supposed to be expunged. So then he goes, there's no way they're going to let you get it because I've been, I've spent three weekends in jail. Mm-hmm. And so I go in and I go, trust me, I, I'm going to get it. So we make a hundred dollar bet that I can get my TSA card. I got all my stories. I, I, I could spin on all of them. And I walk into the office. It's at LAX, mm-hmm. and I walk up to the counter, and the guy behind, the guy behind the counter, and you. Oh, I feel like I know where this is going. You already. get an appointment in advance, so the guy's got my name down, and I walk up, and he go, and all I hear is, "Fitz Dog." That's great. <laughs> and I just smiled, looked at this guy, and I went, hundred dollars, Mike." And the guy walked me through, and he he was ripping through. My history. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, he- that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You're all set. So what's it like being on Howard Stern? <laughs> I go, it's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the airport is a place where I used to get recognized a lot. So that's really where I should be playing this card. Yes. And yet I never do. Mm. Um, you should be getting upgraded to first class all the time. That's never happened to me ever. Has it happened to you? All the time. No, really. Yeah, I go up to people. I go up to the ticket lady and I go, uh, do you know who I am? And she <laughs> says, no. And then I'll say, 25. I said, do you even have cable television? <laughs> no, I don't do that. Have you ever been upgraded though? Well, I get upgraded because I have points. Status, right. I have no, status. Yeah. You know, so there hasn't been a like, the gentleman from back there is sending you up front. Or it's like when someone no. sends you a drink or something. Well, actually, I have a friend at one of the airlines who works in uh, ticketing. Mm. And so whenever I fly this airline, all I have to do is text her my flight and she upgrades it to first class. I need more friends in the airlines. Actually, now that I have a child, I'll never fly again. Sure you will. I mean, I will, but it'll be a no, while. The first year, you can you can put that little guy right on your lap, not even buy an extra seat. How's the yes. breastfeeding going, by the way? Oh, awful. Really? It's going awful. Have I you talked produce- about it on your podcast? I have, yeah. It's no. a whole thing. You can't produce? Uh-uh. No. I, I, um, these breasts are beautiful, but useless. <laughs> so it's yeah, like been, a, uh, what'd you say? Like a carousel horse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, people ride on them, mm-hmm. but they just, they pay money to sit on them. Go on a, you know, when I was a kid, this is real Jewy sounding mm. and it's okay. I can say that cause I, I am Jewish. Um, I was, I was fascinated with those coin belts that people would wear. Like the ice cream man would wear. I was never really exposed to an ice cream man. Mm, lucky you. Yeah, maybe, be- uh, I'm not going, that was a hacky joke that I just steered out of um, involving an ice cream man ex- being exposed, exposing mm-hmm. himself to me. You, you saw it coming too. Um, no, like at Disneyland, the, uh, they would wear them. Is, the, is that the kind of thing yeah, the ice cream right. man would wear as well? Yeah. 
Were you obsessed with that too? Was everyone or is of that Of course. Just, they used okay. to sell them in toy stores. They did? Yeah. Man, I missed out. Yeah, change belts. No ice cream man and no change belts. Oh my God. No ice cream man. No. I, I don't know if they don't allow them in Orange County or they didn't. Um, but it was definitely when I was older that I encountered ice cream men. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, um, how'd breastfeeding go for you? My wife did it for two years, not rubbing in your face. No, it's okay. It, whatever happens with a woman with breastfeeding is what happens. And I don't think you should feel bad about it. I don't think you should feel pressure on it. I mean, it is your baby will be a thousand percent healthy and fine. It's just, uh, you know, if it works, it works. Yeah, I just, I wasn't, I have talked about it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as much as I was like, you know, if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, whatever, going into it, when it really didn't work for me, that was hard. It was yeah. a hard adjustment because it does make you feel like, oh, I I can't, Per, I can't give my kid what he needs. Like, I'm already failing this motherhood test. Mm, no, it's hard. Um, and there is so much emphasis on breastfeeding now, which before uh, before I discovered I couldn't, I would have definitely been on that side. And I definitely thought, you know, I agree with all of it. But then when you can't, it's like, oh, in what ways am I potentially harming my kid? Because he, you know, breast Not milk is all. the perfect food. But actually, since talking about it, I've um, been in contact with other mothers who had similar issues, and I I feel a lot better now. And Especially my, living in LA, it's yeah. so you got to stick a tit in the mouth for two years, or mm-hmm. else you know your kid is going to be asthmatic. And, right? No, I mean it's it's a it's a wonderful thing when it happens, and when it doesn't, you are an incredible mother who's going to do a great job, and the kid's very lucky. And In some ways, there are benefits. Like, in the middle of the night, Daniel can feed him, you know, because anyone can give him a bottle. Um, but at the same time, in the middle of the night, when I'm half asleep, it would be nice if I could just put him to my chest yeah. and, like, not even fully wake up versus, you know, mixing the formula and doing the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The, I think the beginning is hard regardless. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't last forever. But at the time, it feels like it's going to. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're already, it's now six weeks, and I feel like we're already a little bit past the, like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't believe how little sleep I'm getting and how hard this is. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. I shouldn't have said that out loud, though. I might be jinxing it. Who knows? Um, how old were you when you had your first? 33. See, I feel like, because we're older parents. 34. I'm 105 and Daniel's three, 300. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking recently that I bet the sleepless nights are easier when you're younger. I think there's a lot to be said for waiting to have kids. Um, at the same time, I think when you're younger, you can just probably handle the schedule yeah, a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about getting older. You get wiser, but Jesus, there's nothing there's no replacing stupid energy. I Mm-mm. talked to I called my aunt today on her 90th birthday and uh she's like she's like I just can't do anything without sleeping all the time now. And you were, I was just like, god, that's the trajectory. That is yeah. what you're headed towards, you know? And um but you know, I think that the the main thing is is when you when you're older, you tend to be a little bit calmer mm-hmm. and the kid senses that and so the kid is le- less needy. Right. You know, they, they realize they're in good hands and confident people that understand life and you're not going to 
fight. You when your parents mm-hmm. are young, they're fighting all the time, right? Because marriage got that is young hard. energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, and I think maybe your parenting comes from. Let's see if I can articulate. I am, despite what I just said, I am still very tired, and I still am not getting very much sleep. I'm just finding it easier to deal with all of it. But my brain has not come back, and I'm told that it kind of never will. So let's see if I can say what I'm trying to say. I think that. When you're younger, you might just be parenting in a like, I just want to be the opposite of my parents. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about what the kid needs. It's just about they went this way. I'm going to go completely the opposite way mm-hmm. versus hopefully when you're a little older, you worked through a little more of that stuff so you can hopefully be more present for the kid. Yes. That's what I'm hoping. Yes. I think therapy prior to a child is key. I really believe once you have a child, whatever self-help you've done is all you're going to do. That's pretty much the... Because you have gonna, no more time? You don't have time or energy to go into <laughs> right. yourself anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, and you know, you did that. So you're going to be, you're going to be a self-actualized parent, as self-actualized as you could have ever become. You know, another five years wasn't going to make you any, right. accept yourself anymore. You no, did it. it. Would... You did the hard work. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Now, talk to me about the sex. Has there been re-entry sex since the baby? Not yet, no. I've only just been told that I'm 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 good to go yeah. for all of it. Uh because I'm not breastfeeding, I already have my period, mm. which is cr- I just didn't expect to have it that soon. Mm-hmm. Um a ton of fear surrounding inserting a tampon. Uh and then I was thinking, "Hi Jeff. It's, it's only getting worse." <laughs> and then I thought something the size of like Eight tampon boxes tied yeah. together came out of there, and I'm afraid to put one little tampon in there. But yeah. really, like, uh, here goes nothing. Like putting it in and then like pulling it out. Like, uh, I, I just just real afraid of the whole vag situation. Even though my doctor said, "Wow, it really looks like nothing happened here except for one tiny little. Like I have one stitch that's still dissolving a little bit. Is I just, that a perineum? No, what do you call that stitch? The Perineum. Perineum. Yeah, right. I only had one stitch. Yeah. My vagina held up magnificently well. I knew it would. <laughs> and thank you, Greg, for your reassuring words ahead of time. I always believed in your vagina. I, I didn't. That's the yeah, thing. And yeah, I think yeah. that's what hurts the worst. Yeah. Um, that really was one of my big fears. Oh, so you couldn't have sex because of the one stitch? Um, I don't know. They just, in general, I think... So here, I... No one said anything about it. All I knew was um, I'm not going to be having sex anytime immediately after giving birth. That was mm-hmm. my thought. And then I started exercising about three and a half weeks after because I felt fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, just very, very lightly exercising. And I posted a photo on Instagram of Elliot and my dog Wendy because they were both sitting. Well, Elliot was in his little um, sleeper thing and then Wendy was sitting there and I said, this is my view from the exercise bike. And then a whole bunch of people were like, oh my God, are you able to exercise now? Have you been cleared for exercise and sex? Quote unquote, this is like a phrase. Have you been cleared for exercise and sex? Mm. And then I realized, no. And then I started worrying that I'm hurting, like rushing into this. And then I started worrying that my one stitch is going to come undone. And then I just started freaking out. So then I didn't think about any of that. Um, and then I just had my six week appointment where she did not specifically say, oh no, this is what she said. She said, cause I, I, I mentioned, I mentioned a type of discharge that I'm having, mm-hmm. which <laughs> I, is what I told you it was 
um, egg white consistency, right. clear, like a mucusy. Yeah. Right. And I thought, am I ovulating? Could I really be ovulating so soon? Because that's ovulation discharge. Yeah. But I thought maybe it's the tail end of lochia, which is the um, discharge you have after having a baby, which is primarily bloody, and then it kind of changes colors. <sighs> anyway, I said, I wondered, is am I ovulating or is this lochia? She said, it's not lochia. And she said, and by the way, you can get pregnant, uh, you know, on your if if you are ovulating you can get pregnant and then she's like i mean i know how this baby came into this world via ivf um but she said there are people who do get pregnant naturally by surprise after having ivf sure you're super fertile i just i don't think i ever am super fertile Mm. i don't know so then i thought well if we do have sex and i am like i said i'm afraid of all this but if we do maybe we should use protection even though I think there's like one chance in a zillion that I actually could get pregnant naturally. And then I thought, but if I could get pregnant naturally and we could bring another life into this yes! world, that's such a miracle. Should yeah, have little Irish twins. <laughs> you know, Irish twins <laughs> are like a same year apart. calendar year, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what they would be. Yeah. And then I thought, it, 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 maybe it'd be worth it for the fucked up timing just like... It's such a momentous thing to to create a life, you know. Yeah. And if I if I could do it, why stand in the way of that? Mm-hmm. It's what God wanted. Yeah. So Jesus Christ wanted. He looked down and he saw you with your one stitch. And he goes, "You know what I want? <laughs> another one of those. Oh, another one of those." What if you check in with me soon and I have eight kids? What if I go from zero to eight really fast? Well, you know, Dave Keckner, who you've had on your show. I have not had him on my show, but really? I know him. Oh. I've, I've, um, I'm going to tell him to do your show. I would love to have him on the show. He's a great guest. But he, I know his, him. his wife uh, and he, I forget why, but she got her eggs taken out and then they did in vitro fertilization and and like they all got fertilized. You know how like yes, usually I, only like a certain percentage do? Yes, well, like his all did, and so they felt they're Catholics, and they go, "We're having every one of them. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, carry each one of them." I know so they he's have got a, five kids now. I was gonna say I knew they had a buttload of kids. I cannot believe those were all IVF babies, though. I don't know all of them were, but I think most of them. Well, now I really have to have them on. Yeah, that's interesting. So they're like, these are all little lives, little lies, because <laughs> they didn't do it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Is that was that what they're thinking? These are all lives, and so we have to bring yeah. these to yes, fruition. Absolutely. Well, I've got five more frozen embryos, but they, I don't assume that they're all going to turn into children. Right. It's got to be a few fucked up ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what word to go with. You yeah. got you got to be careful. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> well, fucked up kids or fucked up embryos. <laughs> Fucked up embryos, yeah. you know, um, because I had two put in me and I was pregnant with twins at the beginning mm. and then one decided yeah, right. it didn't, didn't want, <clears throat> didn't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Hold please. <clears throat> mucus Cervical on both mucus ends. in my throat. Yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> Enough of me. How are you, Greg? I'm good. What's new? I know you're touring. I'm touring, and then I just got a job writing on a television program. Let's talk about that because it's exciting. You can you can say what it is, right? Yeah, it's a show called um, Crashing on HBO. It's a 
Judd Apatow produces it and directs it, and then Pete Holmes is the star. Yes, I had Pete Holmes on the show somewhat recently to talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so um, you know the premise. Yeah, and I love the show, and I was so excited when you told me that you were writing on it. How's it going so far? It's going really good. You know, it's, uh, it's a cool room, very laid back. Uh, Judd's in there all the time, and so it's great hanging out with him. And uh, we're gonna go. They, we're gonna be here until the first week of May, and then shooting in New York for May, June, July. No, G- May, June, July, August. Four months. I'll be in New York. Straight. Well, I'll fly home for. They said I could take off time when I wanted and come home, see the family, check in. How are we gonna do each other's podcasts? Well, that's what I said to Jeff out in the car. Is we're gonna have to do a limited, limited first run. You know, where I could do it whenever I'm back in town. Right. We could maybe bank a few before I go. That's what we should do. Yeah. Maybe. Wet people's appetite a little bit. Right. Let them fucking want it. Do you have a sense of how... This is really a conversation to have off air, but we don't do that. Um, do you have a sense of how frequently you'll be coming, coming back? You're so funny. Look at the wheels turning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said something to you before we were on the show, and I really meant to. It's okay. No, but it's- what People it w- can hear me have a meltdown in real time. Yes. <laughs> um, I will be back at least once a month. So if we bang two out every time I come back, we can go every other week through the fall. Okay. Do, wait, do they know what we're talking about? Do you we know should what announce I'm talking it. about? Should okay. we announce it? Sure. Sure. Should we're- I announce it? Let, let do it. Do it. You, ha- you had 25 million downloads. You should announce it. Ladies and gentlemen, coming this spring from the loin fruit of Allison Rosen and Greg Fitzsimmons, a new podcast bringing together the worlds of a seasoned male parent and the fresh outlook of a young Jewish woman with a baby. It is loin fruit with Greg and Allison. Might have to talk about some of the stuff in there. Um, <laughs> what stuff? <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to describe me as a young Jewish mother. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, are we going loin fruit with Greg and Allison? As opposed to? Allison and Greg. Ah, we have to negotiate this on the air. <laughs> well, Greg is uh, a hard G. Yeah. With Allison and Greg. You know what? Because initially when we were trying to come up with a name, I had said Greg and Allie, like Kate and Allie. Greg and Allie. <laughs> um, but you're right. Greg and Allie, son, does roll off the tongue more than Allison and Greg. It does. I think the key is we're going to end up calling it loin fruit. We're very yeah. rarely going to say with. Right. And, um, you know, let's face it. This podcast is, it's, Bigger than the comedy section, and and we've talked about putting it into the parenting section. We haven't one hundred percent decided, but that's that's a debate we're having right. because somebody told me that they put their podcast, even though it was two comedians, they put it into like the sports section because it talks about sports a lot, mm-hmm. and then it became like the number one one in that section. Comedy is is swamped. It is with podcasts. It is the parenting section doesn't have anything funny in it. We'll they be the funny us. podcast in parenting. But the question is, if if you're number one in a smaller category, does that still help you? 
but it's probably not that small a category. Comedy just seems like a huge cat. I don't mean huge number of podcasts. I just mean like a well-traveled category because that's what we're in. I think that there's a homepage for each category of podcasts. And if you go to parenting podcasts, you are going to see us because we'll be at the top of the charts. We'll be on that homepage because we'll be in the top 10. That's right. As opposed to- Maybe we'll be number one. Maybe we'll be number one. Why not? Let's shoot for it. Let's shoot for number one. Of course we're shooting for number one. That's right. I mean, who out there is talking about parenting in an honest way that's also funny? With the years of experience that you have and my 25 million downloads- (laughs) Wait, the years of experience of podcasting? Broadcasting. Okay. You're a you're a monster broadcaster. You're one of the best people in the business. You know how to ask questions, you know how to listen. You have a you know when to laugh. You have good pacing. Like everything uh, everything I love about everything your style. You're saying. Thank no, I'm you. I'm so excited to do this with you. Me too. Yeah. And I did not know that we had 100% settled on loin fruit. However, it cracks me up and I love it. Well, now you mentioned it I think as a joke. I mentioned it as a joke. And, and I then couldn't we, stop thinking about it. I, and we I came up with laughing. 20 other names. We did. And they were all okay. They were just okay. But this one, let us know, listeners. That's Tweet right. us. Yeah. Let us know what you think of loin fruit. Is it, does it disgust you? Does it make you laugh? Does but it make you think? Those are the things. Disgusting, funny, thoughtful. Yes. That's us. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, so when I was asking about podcasts, that's what I was asking about in terms of scheduling. Hmm. Um, especially if we're debuting this spring, <laughs> right? It might be might be a little later than that. Might be a little later, or maybe not. Who knows? We want to do it right is the key. We want to make right. sure, and also we're going to do a campaign where you, the listener, that's right, design our website <laughs> <laughs> where you we're going to crowdsource all the hard stuff. Everything. So here's okay. This also I wasn't sure that we had fully settled on, but let's do it. It's the easiest for us. Okay, so you guys. Make loin fruit happen. And here's how. We're going to need a logo. <laughs> We're going to need some music. Yeah. We're going to need a website. Social media. We can do that. That That's we easy. can do. Yeah, we can do that ourselves. Yeah. Oh, we probably should have done that before announcing it. Ooh. Well, well this is pre-recorded. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Lay off our social media. We already snapped it up. Before announcing Elliot's name. Uh, Daniel got all got all of his stuff on social media. Oh, he did? It's smart, right? Yeah. Did you find it? Was it available? It was available, yes. Wait, Quance what's Dan's is, last name? Quants. It's an unusual oh, last that's name. Right. Yeah. That's right. So it was easy to get. It was. Um, okay, yeah. So we're... Website. But did we want to do some sort of like... Ta- this is really an off-air conversation that you guys get to be privy to. Did we want to do like a sponsorship tie-in on the website thing? Yes. We were talking about that. Well, well we're going to talk to our uh, advertising guy about maybe getting one of the square spaces or type places to uh, design it. But but we're going to still need the the, uh, the, the graphic art. artist yeah. to come in and, uh, and build the actual site. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're interested in that, please <laughs> send us a link to some of your work. If we choose you, we're going to send you a care package that includes... A mug from you. A mug from me. <laughs> a t-shirt from me and a, a lapel pin. A DVD of my one-hour special. Stickers. <laughs> a hat, a Fitzdog Radio hat. A pen just from my house. My old stand-up CD from the 97s. A, a keychain with my dog on it. <laughs> a- but not my own like a one that we had made a 
$20 bill. Plus a $1 bill. I'll, I'll throw in 20 Oh, I throw well. in 20 and do the one. <laughs> oh, oh, we're both throwing in 10 for this $20 bill? No, I'll do the 20, you do the one, because I owe you 100 from uh, the This airline. is going to get complicated. Yeah. All right, let's just say we're going to send you each a box of merch that you'll love. And, and then- And poss- there's possibly going to be some dollars in there. Yeah. So this is very exciting, I, I, and I think that this will give us some indication of how, how much people are excited about the podcast. Um, I could throw in nursing bras. Nursing bras? Yeah, because I have unused nursing bras. Mm. Um, I never used them. Okay. I could steal a pair of my wife's panties. Clean or dirty? It depends on who's designing the site. It's up to them. You would do that to your wife? Hell, she's not that dirty. <laughs> I mean, it's no, not, not, not going to be like skid marks in it. There'll that's... just be a little bit of discharge. So just like a little bit of crustiness in the yeah, front. Yeah, just That's, a touch. But no, what, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying you would do that to your wife. Like, I'm not even, I mean, not even sure where the sense is going. What I'm saying is, I suspect if she knew that you were sending a pair of her underwear, clean or dirty, she would not be thrilled with that. No, she doesn't care. Really? She, she really, I, I did a show, St. Patrick's Day, I do my annual show at the Improv. Mm-hmm. And uh, killer lineup this year. We had uh, Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, Big Irish Jay, a bunch of really funny, all Boston Irish guys. And uh, she came out and all, I didn't mean to do this, but I had 40 people on my guest list, all from Venice, all our neighbors. Oh, the people that you have the most fantastic Thanksgiving in the world with? So they all came out and I went up and I didn't plan out a set list. And so I just defaulted to like, my, I don't know what I was thinking, like my nastiest, I'm doing jokes about some 17-year-old girls tit-popping out on the beach and uh, talking about, um, you know, jerking off to a girl I can see in a hotel room window and uh, jerking off to like a yearbook photo from when I was a kid and is that mm-hmm. wrong or am I grandfathered in? <laughs> and so like it just went on and on. And then I got off stage and I was like, what did I just do? That was so humiliating for her. And she didn't say words. She doesn't give a shit. She just knows I'm a comedian and it, it's all okay. But it's one thing when it's you. It's another when you're sending someone her underwear. Do I need to break this down for you? Or do you not see it that way? Eh, she's not going to care. Okay. I also are they ultimately going to know that it was my wife's underwear? Oh, you're going to find someone else's underwear. Are we really dirty f- underwear? <laughs> like they send a pair of like girl size twelve. <laughs> 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 Just to creep people out. Anybody who would want that deserves that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so where should people? Well, people know how to get in touch with us if they want to participate. Don't you have a website or a- an email address you give out? I oh yeah. I forgot. This is my show. Um, if you want to get in touch with us about being part of our crowdsourced podcast, <laughs> it really sounds like a great idea when we were talking. As well, I think to like, we want to get people involved. We want people to feel like this, this is, is a, your this is your people, parenting the podcast. The reason we came with this podcast is so many people would email us and say you guys should do a podcast together. That's right. And so we talked about it, and we decided uh, it's crazy not to. And so we want you guys to, you know. Be a part of the launching of it. And- Pride of ownership. It's it's right. not just ours. It's yours too. Right. Yeah. So um, you can email me at 
A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com. Or if you go to my website, alisonrosen.com, there's like a contact thing. and You can contact me that way. While I'm mentioning stuff like this, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out your show. I bet there's a lot of Greg stuff that they could buy on Amazon. Like I albums. think just my DVD. I don't think there's anything else. Your book. Oh, yeah, my book. Do it. But click through the banner on my website. Greg owes me money anyway. I mean, not a ton, but decent amount. It's adding up. Uh, also, I am on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. It's like Kickstarter, but you can support artists, podcasters, etc. on an ongoing monthly basis. And there's different reward levels. There's extra bonus episodes. There's a live video stream. You can get merch in the mail. Similar to the merch you're going to get in the box from us that might include Greg's wife's panties, might include prop panties. Who knows? Who knows? Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Can I just mention one other thing? Yes. You know, um, laughable.com is this app that people have been uh, using to get my podcast. And I believe people can get your podcast on. Yes. And it's this amazing app where if you like podcasters, you can find out every podcast Allison Rosen's ever been on by going to her profile on it. And you can listen to all of her episodes that are available. Mm -hmm. And you can get bios, tour dates, everything. And it's like really extensive. It's like every comedian and podcast are all at laughable.com. So check it out. Yeah. It's um it's smart. Yeah. Someone should have thought of it sooner. And the guys that run it are young and sharp and they're constantly like improving it. And uh yeah, it's like it's blowing up. It was on the it was the number one pick on iTunes for apps a couple weeks ago. That's like how we're gonna be in the parenting section. Oh my God, it's gonna be great. Look out. We're gonna tour. We're gonna drag our kids on the road with us in a Winnebago. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. We are going to be doing live shows. Yeah. Um, and I th- we should tour. Do you know that since one of our things is talking about other podcasts, but trying not to sound bitter because we're celebrating their success. Yeah. Did you know my favorite murder played the Beacon Theater sold out? No kidding. For real. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's like maybe 3000 seats or something. Seriously? I think so. In the upper 2000s. I might have Googled the seat capacity. Wow, that's incredible. I know. It's really a time for podcasts. Yeah, it is. Um, And then I was just looking at a picture of... Oh, oh, my brother, my brother, and me posted a photo from a live show in Portland. I think I'm not... Now I'm not sure where the show was, but it was a huge theater. Looked pretty sold out, too. Yeah. For My Favorite Murder. No, for my brother, my brother, and oh, me. Oh, right, right. Well, that's going to be us with loin fruit. Yeah, I think loin fruit's going to get big. We need a we need a logo too. I don't know what that's going to look like, but try to keep it uh, non disgusting. Right. Try to capture us, but also keep it non disgusting. Maybe it's like uh, you holding a bundle, and it's like a a, a big bouquet of fruit, in like the- a horn of plenty. Yeah, it's like a horn of plenty, but it looks like a. But it's like got bottles yeah. and um, pacifiers and stuff coming out of it. Yes, and then I've got my make me my look two kids. Pretty. Yeah, make her look pretty. Just big bosom, big bosom, <laughs> small Asian feet because that's what Greg likes. Yes, um, make me thin. <laughs> carrying some pregnancy weight right now. Let's not have that reflected. How much weight are you carrying? Ugh, thirty. Have... Nope. 
just like between 40 and 50. Okay. It's going to come off so fast once the, the six weeks is over. Now you can start to focus. Yeah. Well, right. I exercised yesterday. I've been dieting. Um, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a, it's a healthy chunk of weight to need to lose. And it's, it's weird that I'm sort of calm about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it'll come off. In general, well, needing nat- to lose 50 pounds is a fucking lot of pounds. Yeah, but to you lose. also put on 30 in baby weight, right? No, I still have 50 left after having the baby. Right. Well, maybe it's a little less than 50. Yeah. yeah. I gained a fuckload of weight during but, this pregnancy. But you expected it. It's what every woman goes through. And now you're just going to like, I like it, does, it doesn't really matter how much you're losing ultimately. If you need to lose a chunk of weight, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's 30 or 50, you're going to go into a process right. of exercising and dieting right. and having rules that you're going to live by. And the pounds are going to come off eventually. Yeah. I've already lost, um, well, I lost 22 like 20 or 22 just after having the baby. Yeah. And so I probably lost like six or seven more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go, oh, wow, in six weeks, that's all you've lost. But I only started dieting pretty recently. So, so what's what's your diet going to be? Um, like eating as few calories as possible. And no, I'm going to write it and no, say that's not have, healthy. Yeah, you got to have... Mostly you know, protein. And, I don't know what diets are, but you need to have, yeah, like but foods I do. you do eat yeah. and foods you don't eat. Um, I don't eat food that tastes good, and I do eat food that doesn't taste good. What are you having for breakfast? <laughs> I'm not eating breakfast, you silly man. Really? No, <laughs> okay. Aren't you supposed to? Because yeah, you're- they say that. They say that. Um, I have found that since having a baby it is actually hard to, it, it's very easy to be like, oh, it's five o'clock and I haven't eaten today. Yeah. Um. So that's not really on purpose. It's just, I haven't really had a chance. I have coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm back to drinking a lot of coffee. Um. I realized I was really hungry. So I had two pieces of light string cheese and that's all I've had today. I realize these what? are not healthy ways. Don't worry, I'll make up for it later. Oh. I realize this is not the healthiest, healthy quote unquote. Um, How are you even concentrating on a podcast? You must be lightheaded. I'm not actually. Huh. In the old days, before- and you've been sharp as a tack on this one. Thank you. Yeah, you've been fine. I didn't notice Thanks. any. Uh- it's, you know what? You bring it out of me because oh, I good. really have felt very dull lately. Yeah. Slow, forgetful, mm-hmm. demanding, needy, irritating, really pushing the limits of my husband. Jeff, has she snapped at you at all? No, not at all. I save it for my husband. Yeah. She- <laughs> yeah. I don't want to work his side of the street. Like, okay, so discovered a bunch of ants in my kitchen yesterday. Mm. My fear of tiny creatures crawling up my butt <laughs> or in just heading for my orifices, orifici, well documented. <sighs> so seeing a bunch of ants, cl- like all just making a big ant pile (laughs) that's what they're called on this cutting board but then also like a whole bunch of ants elsewhere in the kitchen freaked me the fuck out yeah um i overreacted so we cleaned the kitchen and cleaned off everything and um which mostly means daniel did all of that and then there was something else even that, like, I was thinking he's really kind of gone above and beyond in terms of doing stuff today. And yet still, 
I was irritated with him last night and I can't even remember why. So that's how I've been lately. Just a real, real nightmare to be around. Well, not eating is really makes makes me really cranky and See, hard I want to, be to blame around. it on my period. Mm. But um, maybe it's the not eating. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you got to keep that blood sugar level. And I think that in terms of your metabolism and burning I know, off fat, I, know, I think I you want to keep it level. Yeah, I know all this. Oh, mm. no, that's what I was saying before. I was saying before I was pregnant, my thing was, I, again, I'm well aware that everyone will say this is not healthy. Um, I really didn't eat much during the day. I drank a lot of coffee, and then I would have like a fairly small dinner at night. So, but then also I, I would... um find myself grazing in the middle of the night. So I'm sort of, I've spent years of not eating that much during the day and then having dinner. So I, um, I'm sort of used to this, Mm -hmm. but anyway, so, so you've never, you've never dieted. You're just naturally thin, right? No, but look at my belly. Hardly there. No. Well, now I was talking to a fat lady. I would no, but I will say this. It's very difficult to be thin because people think you had a perfect life. I was so skinny growing up. My legs were like twigs. I did not wear shorts until I was 18 years old. Oh, because you were embarrassed about your legs. I was so embarrassed. I had like knock knees and like skinny arms, and I never thought I should lift weight. Like, and my parents grossly underfed us. My mom, my mom and dad grew up poor in the Bronx, and my mother never got out of like the depression mentality she'd mm-hmm. been raised in. So she under, even though we had money, she didn't feed us. You'd get like one skinny little pork chop. She used to give us milk. Remember those shrimp cocktail glasses? You get like a six pack of shrimp cocktails at the grocery store. Yes, they're like cheap champagne. They hold like four glasses. ounces. Yeah. And that's how much milk we would get at dinner. It was fucking crazy. Do you say milk? Yeah. Okay. I, I get didn't... a lot of shit about I that. I didn't know this about you. I say forehead and I say milk. I like it. P I L L O W? Pillow. Usually when you get a milk, you get a pillow. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know where that accent is. It's not New York. I don't think that milk is New York accent. No, I but, don't think so. But the point is, I envied overweight kids, and I have always had a fetish for women that were a little bit overweight. I dated, I always dated like Colombian girls growing up, black girls. I like girls that had dark skin and were overweight because it just, and I loved, I was jealous of guys that had like thick fucking feet that like spilled over the sides of their sneakers and they couldn't even get the laces tight. Like I thought that was so cool. My laces were, the side, the laces weren't even there. It was the sides of the oh, eyelids this, would touch I know each what other. You mean. Yeah, I've always that's I, I've always looked at that and been like, that's never my shoes have never looked that way. Mm. Really, my sh- shoes have always been threatening to the laces, just threatening to break <laughs> open and <laughs> liberate the dam my fat fucking open. foot. Yeah. Um. What was I going? Oh yes, I remember when we were doing uh, an episode a long time ago. A friend of mine sent me a photo from when I was 21 and we went to Las Vegas and I had curly hair and was real sweaty and fat and I was holding a cigarette and I showed it to you. You showed it to me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I would have dated her. Yep. Because that's what you were into? I just... Because you you looked at that and you're like, oh, she's easy. (laughs) No, 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 no. I liked it. I liked it. I wasn't attracted to skinny girls. You know, I liked liked a girl who looked like... uh, 
She wasn't going to break when I touched her. And sex with a, with a bigger girl is always better. It's stuff to grab and I don't know. Skinny the actual girls. mechanics of it with, with more meat on your thighs, it makes it a little more difficult. Mm, worth it, though. For, for the girl. Yeah. I mean, I just find that I'm less nimble. Yeah. But. I mean, I wouldn't know. There's also something about a bigger girl giving you oral. Go on. <laughs> like it seems like she's she's probably hungry, and that's like a turn on. <laughs> now you're assuming she's hungry because you're assuming a bigger girl is dieting, no, or just because she well, likes just, she to... eats in general. She eats more. Okay. So my cock is just like such a. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. No, I I uh, I'm kidding, and I apologize to all your listeners. Not that they're all overweight, but some are. <laughs> sure. Do you think some of your listeners are offended? Probably. No. Right. I sus- I'm trying to think. Here's what I suspect. If anything is offensive, I catch some shit for the way that I talk about weight. Yeah. Um, when I was <clears throat> packing it on, like even saying that sounds mm. derogatory. When I was, when I was, gaining weight during the pregnancy it was really fucking with my head because i used to be overweight and then i lost it and i kept it off and i was very rigorous about keeping it off and i have such a a weird relationship with food and so many issue body image issues that um i was talking about how i was coping with all of a sudden having this different body and watching the number on the scale go back up for different reasons etc um and there were people who would write in and say that it was either it hurt their feelings or was offensive to hear me speak in such a negative way about weight, Mm. which I totally get. I totally get. I'm not sitting here saying I have a healthy outlook on it. Here's what I think. I recognize that I have kind of a fucked up outlook. Right. There's two things going on. One is that you put weight on and the other one is that you have issues regarding weight. Right, right. Because- I have the opposite. Like, I really feel like it's healthier. When I see a woman who's got a little bit of extra weight on her, I feel like there's a woman that's not fucking sweating herself. And mm-hmm. who, especially if you see a woman who has confidence that's a little bit bigger, that to me is like ideal. Because I think there's a certain pressure when you're, when you're really in good shape. I think, God damn, you must spend a lot of time like going to the gym and worrying about what you're eating. And right. I don't want to be around right. that person as much. They're probably not as fun. No, bigger girls are more fun. Well, that's like, um, I went to this nutrition, I think I mentioned, I, not to you, but on air, I went to a nutritionist during my pregnancy and she was the skinniest, most brittle, tight woman mm. who like her face didn't and her mouth didn't move when she spoke. She was like, hey, I'm going to help you. You think she had plastic surgery? N- <laughs> no, I think she had an, at some point an eating disorder probably which actually that makes sense i mean that makes sense that that was was conceivably what brought her to this work Mm -hmm. but she did not look like she'd be fun to hang out with Mm. whereas a larger lady could be fun tons of fun but that's the stereotype this might be fattest i don't think it's fattest i think i think we need to look at our feelings about weight and it's interesting that you know for some people it's a positive right I mean, I 
I really see being skinny as a negative. It's a very strong association for me. I still, like, Pete Holmes is a big fucking guy. When I'm talking to him, I feel intimidated and I feel less than. Mm-hmm. And he would say, me? I'm fucking, I'm, I wish I would. Actually, I don't think he has an issue with his body weight at all. He knowing him. lost a lot of weight, though. Oh, he did? Yeah, he used to be a, a pudgier guy. Yeah. And then he took, I don't know how much, but a lot. But my sense is it wasn't, um, fueled with a lot of issues. It was just like, I'm walking more and I'm, I don't know, drinking less. Or I don't know what, like I'm walking more and I'm getting healthy and I'm losing weight. All right, but when I'm around a bigger guy, I feel intimidated and I feel less than mm-hmm. because I was so small. So I would be, I would take overweight to underweight at this point. What's interesting is I don't think of you as a small guy. How tall are you? Uh, Look at those guns. I'm five foot eight, 150 pounds. Yeah, I don't think of you... That's probably about right. Oh, okay. No, like I don't think that I need to be. I think it's I. I think it's my image of myself from childhood that I still feel. It's like when an anorexic looks in the mirror and they they look fat. I still look in the mirror and I see skinny. Yeah. It's body dysmorphia. Yes, body dysmorphia. We both have it. That's our second podcast. Well, I think that. I think that we episode. should exercise together. Maybe we'll do an, an an exercise program. We'll talk about it. We'll each do a program separately. Mine oh, will be. Oh, we will embark upon. We won't exercise actually exercise programs. together. No. I thought you meant we will do a show about exercise. No, no. But we'll each come up with an exercise program. We'll we'll stick to it. We'll diary. We'll journal it, and we'll compare notes, and we'll support each other. I love it. And you'll lose weight, and I'll gain some bulk. I need to gain a little bulk. I mean, you're really agreeing with the fact with you're you're on board for me losing weight is what I'm hearing from you. Well, I'm hearing that you're not liking your size right now. I'm not. Mm. Um. Okay. You're a beautiful woman. Thank you. That's what you say to someone who's fat. But you know what? It's okay. Fat's okay. Look, that is I'm- the worst taking of a compliment I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I heard how that sounded and I tried to like... You know what though? It's okay because um I just had a baby. But it also to people who struggle with their weight and don't want to hear someone be so negative about weight, it's also okay even if I hadn't had a baby. Mm, of course. It's just okay. Yeah. Um people think you're intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you what happened last night? Please. I was uh I did this documentary. I was I was interviewed for a documentary about Andy Dick. And the whole premise is everybody's got a story about Andy Dick. So it was a documentary with like famous people that have known him telling stories. Not that I'm famous, but I was in it. And so last night they were I guess they're about to premiere the documentary, so they had this night where uh people came out and they told some of the stories on stage and it was um Moby was there and um well, uh, Laura Keitlinger, Dr. Drew. And so I get there and I'm like, okay, this is great. Where's Andy? I go, they go, well, Andy's, uh, Andy's not here. I go, why isn't Andy here for Andy <laughs> right. Dick's night about him? Uh, well, he, he can't get a ride. So like we need, can, can I use your Uber account to get Andy here? I go, absolutely not. I go, I'm going to put Andy Dick anywhere right. near my digital identity. <laughs> I said, no. And I said, why won't he just come? Well, he wants to get paid. Oh. He wants to get paid to show up. And I don't know what his status is 
in terms of his sobriety. I know he'd been sober for a couple of years, right? But keep your eyes keep your eyes peeled because something tells me he might not be sober. I right don't now. know what kind of a lunatic would want money to show up to their own documentary. I don't want to out you, Andy, <laughs> but I don't know if he ever showed up. I did my spot. And I left. I was like, I don't. You didn't get to hear the other stories. I heard a couple. I heard Moby's. Moby's was good. Don't take this the wrong way, Andy Dick and Andy Dick fans. Who's doing a documentary about Andy Dick? This woman, Kathy. can't remember her last name, but she's a real pro. I mean, she's done stuff before. She's been doing this documentary for like five years, on and off. So this is like a film festival thing? I would imagine. You don't think it's going to have a major well, I don't theatrical think, release? Well, very few documentaries do. I think they're all for right film festivals. I think initially I was wondering, is this a behind the music type thing? But no, it sounds like that's a real... The thing with Andy is you oh, you will always plan on reshooting the end of the film <laughs> based on what's happening recently with Andy. Right. There's always a new chapter being written. But he's been doing good. You know, he, uh, he got it together and um, was living in sober living for a long time and... You know, I've seen him out at the clubs and he's doing new material and he seems like he's in a good space. So I hope he's doing well. As do I. Let's go back to talking about crashing because I feel unfulfilled. I okay. I got sidetracked by the scheduling discussion. And then... All right. So I'm going to New York for four months, which is going to be hard. I'm going to miss my family. I'm going to fly back a lot. But I'm also excited to like Airbnb an apartment in Manhattan for four months and run around and do spots at the clubs and go see my sister and my brother and my sister-in-law and, you know, just... Hang out in New York, and my family will come for a month. I'm going to rent a place for a bigger place for us mm-hmm. for a month and go out to Coney Island and take my daughter surfing out in uh, Rockaway Beach, maybe the Jersey Shore. Why am I talking like a Jew? <laughs> sure. We'll go to Junior's Delicatessen. And um, yeah, so it'll be good. And it's a good writing credit. I want to, I want to get more. I've, I've always been writing, but I want to get back on uh, writing on another level, you know big network shows. I've been writing on like smaller cable shows because I never wanted to give up my road work. Mm-hmm. So I'll work for like a month on a cable show and then I go off again. But this is like a commitment to really writing more. So, so far, what have you been doing there? Brainstorming story ideas for, for season, season two. two. Yeah, coming up with... Um, it's really fun because it's it's a few other comics in the room um, and they, we all just basically tell stories from the road and then we laugh about them, and then some of them turn into plot lines for the show. And it's all—it's about a comedian's early struggle. So mm-hmm. we just, you know, the humiliations of sleeping in a comedy condo and being the feature act. So you got to sleep on like the pull-out couch in the living room, and the headliners like smoking cigars and drinking until three in the morning. You can't go to bed till he goes to bed, <laughs> and you know being charged for your chicken wings at the club in Green Bay, Wisconsin and trying to get laid with some waitress and then you do get laid and then you run into a buddy a month later and you find out he fucked her too and you feel like a piece of shit. Like, you know, just the the stuff you go through on the road mm-hmm. and it's endless. And the, I think the show has got, uh, it's it's going to grow as Pete grows chronologically. You know, right. he'll move his way up, I would imagine, in later seasons to being a big, you know, a headliner and then a... Who knows, maybe up to the level he's at now. But right now we're focusing on those real baby step days where you're just waiting in line to maybe get on stage for five minutes and jealous of the other comics. Like everybody always had the comic. Like I started with uh, 
Like it was like me and Jeff Ross and Sarah Silverman and Todd Barry and Jim Gaffigan and uh, you, so you, that was like my class. Kevin Brennan mm-hmm. and we would all we would get competitive with each other, but we'd also like today those are the people who I support the most. Those are the ones like I'm the most happy for when something good happens. But this is going back to the days where when one of them got something, you were like, "How did he get that? Mm-hmm. How the fuck did Jeff Ross get on Letterman?" Right. And now it's like, oh, cool. Jeff Ross is on Letterman. I don't know anything about Kevin Brennan, but I've had Neil Brennan on the show. Ah. More than once. So Kevin's come up in conversation? A little bit. Yeah. But then I've seen like people tweet stuff, but I don't know what the deal is. It's an Irish fan. They talk about Irish twins. They had like seven Irish twins. I think there was like seven boys <laughs> yeah, all close in age. Them. And I think it was all boys in their family. That sounds and, right. Uh, and so there was a, there's, I know a few of the Brennan boys. And I love them all. They're great dudes, and they're smart, and they all have a good sense of humor. But there's uh, there's some butting of heads, right? Yeah. So, are you friends with Kevin? Oh yeah. Did you have to choose sides? No. You get to go on. You get to go swing both ways, Brennan wise. Well, luckily they're on different coasts, so you don't. You're not really forced to choose. <laughs> if they're both in the same city, it might get ugly. Right. Um. Going back to something earlier, I feel the need to let the listeners know I'm likely going to use an older photo for the sorry, This has nothing. This bears. This has no relation to what Greg just said. This is just me in my own head. Probably going to use an older photo. So you might look at it and be like, what? She doesn't look like a heifer. It's because it's an older photo. I older might take photo a photo for one. what? For the this episode. Oh, we're I not going to take that, a fresh episode. Well, we could. Picture? We could take one, but I just we have that old one. It's so easy. Okay, good. But maybe we'll take. I, who knows? We the might yellow take one. one. I yeah. guess they're, are they all? It's oh, still all yellow. yellow. I think yeah. I got to change the color. I'm kind of getting over the yellow. Yeah. I never even loved yellow. Mm. I just thought this is a fun background for my show. Photos. Yellow's a great background. Yeah, like I said, I'm tired of it. Mm. Don't I don't know what direction I'm going to go. It's my daughter's color because she's a redhead with green eyes and yellow mm. just. She looks great. We got to get her here and in front of this backdrop then. She just tweeted me a picture today. She's a huge fan of The Office. Mm-hmm. And um, she she met, you know, Mer- the woman who plays Meredith on The Office? Kate? Is that Meredith? Kate Flannery? Kate Flannery. Yes. Yeah. So she met Kate because we do the, we work with the best buddies. It's for intellectually disabled people. Mm -hmm. And Kate works for them also. So we did it. We took the kids bowling, not kids. I always say kids. They're adults and kids. But the kids, the people we work with are mostly kids. And we all went bowling with them. And so she got to meet her and like had tears in her eyes. She was so excited to meet her. And then she texted me today. She saw her in Santa Monica at, uh, at a market and Kate recognized Jojo and went up and uh, they took another picture. How exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we went down and saw uh, Pamela, who plays Adlon? Pamela. No, Pamela oh. from The Office, the, the character Pamela on The Office. Of Jim and Pam. What the hell? Yes, her name. She was married to James Gunn, and I'm blanking on her name. But well, I we went down made. to see her in a play. We drove all the way to San Diego so she could see her in a play. And we had a friend that was in the play, so afterwards we got to meet her, and she did cry. She actually did cry. <laughs> That's so cute. She, I'm like, oh my God, she's so in love with her. So uh, so I blew it up. I made a nice frame picture and put it in her room. Oh, She saw that's it and nice. cried again. The hell is her name? Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. That's her name. Right. Not Fischler, Fisher, right? Fisher. Fisher. S-C-H-E-R. So I got to get some other office cast. Oh, and Craig Robinson. They've met Craig Robinson. Mm-hmm. He works out at our gym. 
and um, Steve Carell. We got to get. We got to get. I was going to say, Steve yeah, Carell. I bet you could get Steve Carell. Yeah, and uh, Mindy Kaling. Yes. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Peaked by Parikh says, Just me or everyone, I was scared me and my sister would get put on a kiss cam until I devised a plan to give her a noogie. Hashtag prepare. That's smart. It's good to have a plan. I don't understand. Was it a woman or a man who sent this? It's a man. So a man was with his sister. Yeah, he's worried that yeah, the they get put on a kiss in. cam. Yeah, yeah. right. Hey, that's good. Go for the noogie. Or freak out your friends and family. <laughs> And, and just, just go in hard. Right. And don't mug. Don't block it out. Put your tongue in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Half measures will avail you nothing regarding that. Does that does that happen that two people get put on the kiss cam oh, and they all don't the kiss? Time. Yeah. Yeah. Well they 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 usually struggle, but then the crowd roars and they must do it. But what happens if they are related? I mean, you live once. <laughs> you know, it's like if I go through my entire life and I've never kissed my sister, what does that have say you, about me? Right. It when you're on your deathbed, do you want to look back? Yeah. And have that regret? Right. I want my sister at my funeral to get up there and really cry. And she's <laughs> not going to unless she's got an image like that to work off of. Right. Right. Dana says, if I have a late doctor's appointment, I think they're going to forget me in the exam room. Let me just reread this. If I have a late doctor appointment, I think they're going to forget about me in exam room. I'll fall asleep and get locked in the office. Um, I do have, I used to have the fear of getting locked into the school gym for some reason. Mm. I don't know why that would happen, but I do have that fear of like, or like if you're in a classroom or even when I used to work at Time Out in New York, sometimes I'd have to stay there really late um, and I'd worry that I'd get locked in. Yeah, I think, well, this this might have to do with just health coverage in general in the medical world. You, you just feel like you're being forgotten. <laughs> right. You're being left behind. It's a cold room. You're being under, you know, everyone's leaving early. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing their job. No. On average, when you go to doctor's appointments, how long would you say you wait before you see the doctor? Well, usually they send me into the uh, bathroom. And last time I went, they sent me in the bathroom with a cup for a urine sample, and I got confused and I jerked off in it. Mm. So when I gave it to the nurse, I just said, sorry, I've been drinking a lot of eggnog lately. <laughs> That's a bit from my act. Um, you, it, It's not that bad. I usually get in there pretty quick, but That's then good. I always tell them I have 25 million listeners. <sighs> Downloads. This is like, it's a wonderful life, only instead of seeing what the world would be like if... I hadn't existed. I'm seeing, I'm looking back and I'm thinking how everything would have been different if I'd been mentioning my downloads. Yes. What if my birth experience would have been different? It might have been. Maybe instead of 37 this hours, I would have gotten that baby out faster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of pressed for time. Yeah. They would have taken headshots while he was on his way out. <laughs> no, this is Hollywood. You got to, you got to work it. It's best if you have someone else working it for you, though. Yes. That's the thing. Well, that's what publicists are for. Yeah. They do what I did for me, so it doesn't look as crass. I mean, don't think there's not a profile of me at Virgin... Oh, you already said it. 
at, at the airline that I... Well, you kind of made it clear yeah, I made it clear. anyway. Don't think there's not a profile on me at this point. Guy's an asshole, thinks he's a big deal. Give him what he wants and let's not be bothered. <laughs> so when you mentioned the downloads, you said you will talk, but it was kind of a threat, wasn't it? No. I said, I have a podcast and I speak really well of you guys oh, all I the see. time. I'm a frequent flyer. I fly for business and I talk about how much I enjoy, which I do. I love Virgin. The seats are bigger. The flight attendants are awesome. They have mood lighting. They have mood lighting. The terminals are brand new. And uh, and I feel really like I would always spend an extra 60 or 70 bucks on a ticket. Oh, Like when I'm comparing prices, mm-hmm. I'll always spend 60 or 70 bucks more to fly Virgin. And so you said to them that you always speak highly of them. Yes. And if they my... do what you want, you will speak more. Yeah, of course. More highly is what yes. you're saying. But the suggestion was you're going to talk about how they fucked you. I can't imagine that that's what they were thinking, but I hope that's not why they did it for me. I hope they did it for positive reasons. They did to get their music on air. Right. Um. Katie Shrum says, when I people watch, I check out shoes, color, style. Do they match the outfit? Do you? Do you check this out? I would say it would jar me if it didn't match. Mm. You know, like if somebody had on like uh, mauve shoes and a uh, and a raspberry red dress. <laughs> that would be that would I would be bumped by that, too. Yeah. So. Or two different blacks, if the blacks are really, you know, sometimes blacks don't right, match. Right, right. But uh, I, I'm a big believer in that. You know, like for a man, your belt and your shoes should match mm-hmm. and your socks and your shirt should match. And I live by that. You're wearing white socks and... Um... Well, it doesn't count with uh, sneakers. Oh, okay. You always wear white snock- snocks. <laughs> 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 I always wear white snocks. Dr. Guess- Seuss makes them. <laughs> Horton, here's a snock. <laughs> no, star, like star-bellied sneeches. There should be snocks in that. I'm trying to figure out what title would involve the word snocks. Did you get a lot of kids' books for Green eggs gifts? and snocks. Yes, I did. You did? I did. Were there any gifts that you got that you said, Jesus, another one of these? Did you get like uh, multiples of anything? Um... Nothing that I haven't used. Hmm. Um, I got a lot of Wubbinub pacifiers. Do you know what those are? No. They're, I don't know how new they are, but they didn't have them back in um, when, when we were children. They're pacifiers that are attached to this little stuffed animal. So it makes it so that when the kid's older, I think I think this is the point. They can sort of maneuver it themselves. And then also it doesn't keep, it gives it a little more ballast so it doesn't keep falling out of their mouth. Best um, gift. What was the best gift? Ooh, I got I got so many great gifts. The one that I find that we are using the most is you can actually see it. It's a Fisher Price swing. It's oh, that yeah. big thing by the couch. It's huge. Um, but that'll buy you a shower right there. It bought me a shower today. For, today was the first time that I sh- so my husband went back to work full time pretty recently. So I've been getting up early enough to take a shower while he's here every day. But today. I did not do that, and I um, I brought the little baby monitor in with me to the bathroom and then set it on the bathtub and then took a shower, and like every 
10 seconds, open the shower door, looked at the monitor, and then closed it because we've got those like frosted mm-hmm. shower doors. And also, I couldn't hear anything. So the bathroom floor got pretty wet, but I was able to shower. Yeah, so the swing is great because he loves it and it plays music and he's it's got a little mobile at the top and he's obsessed with it. So yeah, but lots of good stuff. About that E. Huh? Oh, and I got this wooden E. <laughs> it's so cute. And a candle. A candle for mom. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Um, I should have mentioned that first, shouldn't I? It just happened. It's probably I forgot. still. It hasn't, I haven't pro- it hasn't yeah. processed yet. There's a lag time in my brain. Yeah. I'll be talking about it nonstop tomorrow. Okay. James Leroy Wilson says, one residence, one car, one job. Why do I have so many keys? You got to streamline your keys, buddy. Always. It's If you're not careful, you can begin to carry way too many keys. Yeah, it depends on some people maybe feel more powerful when they have a lot of keys. I think you're right. I, I can remember being a kid and seeing like the janitor with all his keys and thinking that guy is fucking running this place. Yes. He has got access. And now you see, now it's almost like you don't really need very many keys. Your car key, uh, it used to, remember you used to have two keys. It was the trunk key and the, mm-hmm. now it's just one little thing you blip and, um, yeah, I think I've got, I think I've got, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I will bet you I have less keys than you do. I will take that bet. How many, what are you betting me? A dollar. One dollar. Now my keys are in the other room. So you just have to take my word for it. I've got two for my office, two for my house, one for a shed. What's in your shed? Golf clubs. Um, you, sir, owe me a dollar. What do you have? I've got two for my house, and I've got the car key, wow. and that is it. Wow. Now, I do have a set of keys to my parents' house, but that's a it's separate. It's not on your keychain. No. Yeah. And I separated the house keys from my car key, uh, and that is working very well Why did me. you separate them? Because... I've tried to remember why I did it originally. Because I have keyless entry in my car. So I like to just leave the car key in my purse. Um, and I don't... Is this initially why I did it? And I don't always take my house keys with me, like if I'm going out with Daniel. Um, I'm thinking if I just come up with reasons, I might hit upon one of them. Well, there's a new thing that... I think I, I, just-, I, just, I just wanted my keychain to be smaller. I actually three, don't know. I three remember. people in the writer's room have a thing, I believe it's called Tile, where you stick it to your keys, you stick it to your phone, and then you can locate it from your computer or phone. And it's, if you're running out of the house and you can't find your keys, you just you just take your phone and you you hit the app and it... That's smart. Yeah. I'm and it's a little tiny white thing. I believe it's called Tile. Is I'm it look Jeff that up. saying yes? Jeff knows it. New sponsor, Tile. Tile. Tile.com slash loin fruit. Loin fruit. <laughs> uh, okay. James Leroy Wilson also says, don't understand what a director is because why aren't best director and best motion picture the same thing? Well, Leroy, he sounds black. That sounds like a very black name. Well, James Leroy Wilson. I, th- I think he's not though. I don't know why I think I'll bet that, you a dollar though. he's black. You already owe me $101. Right. 
I'll take that bet. Director and picture. Well, the picture is rewarding the producers. And so the producers, they have to raise the financing. They have to arrange all the um, promotion of the film. They hire and fire the director. The director's just really overseeing the way the thing is shot. But I, okay, so the award for best director is an award for how it's shot. How it's shot and, you know, how the, the, the director looks at the narrative and makes sure that, like, the, the actors are, you know, motivated the right way in a scene and, you know, he's overseeing the cinematographer and uh, do the, does the director, does he oversee editing at all? Probably, right? Yeah, I guess it depends I would on the assume, director. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So he's the story. The producer is the whole movie. So, okay. Sometimes it's the same person. Right. So best motion picture is just like best overall. Right. It's the best motion picture. So every produce, there's usually several producers involved. Right. I'm sorry I'm yawning. You're not boring me. I don't know what's happening. You're... I'm tired. Tired. <laughs> That's what's happening. You've eaten two cheese sticks today. Yeah. It's less the cheese than the waking up a number of times in the night. Yeah. It's, but then combine them. Are you napping during the day at all? <sighs> no. And I know they say sleep when your baby sleeps, mm. but I'm not really a master of that yet. See, the night before last night, he slept four hours. He slept for four hours, which was the longest he's ever slept. Um, and then I was like, oh, we're in the home stretch of never me never getting any sleep. And then last night he was up all the time. Yeah. So, you know, that's how it goes. Keith Hepworth says, uh, uh-oh, here comes he. Uh-oh. He sounds Mexican. <laughs> Do I hear 102? <laughs> Are we already at 102? Anyway, Keith Hepworth says, even though it's basically the same, I use ha-ha instead of LOL in texts. I feel like it's classier and less childish. Yeah, I don't say LOL very often. No, I don't. It's. I used to take it literally. Like when people wrote LOL, I really thought that they were laughing out loud and then stopping and typing that. And now I find it as dismissive. I find it as an acknowledgement that you tried humor. Right, right. Whereas ha ha, there's ha. Sometimes I do just a ha. Ha is like an LOL. Ha ha is I actually laughed out loud. So Mm -hmm. it's more specific. If I'm really like if boy, that thing you wrote is just making me laugh a ton, then I will find myself writing. I'm literally laughing out loud right now. You'll write that whole thing? I'll write that whole thing because to me, ha and ha ha and LOL, none of them really communicate any of that. I'll write hilarious. What about emoticons? Oh, emojis, emojis, and emoticons. What's the difference? Is it emoji a short? Is that a? I think shortened version of it. Emoticons are the ones that started out as characters like, that you would put together. So like colon, colon and then capital D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then emojis are a whole different thing. It's Those, an Apple thing, and they're from Japan, right? Yeah. Oh. So they're like little graphics. Yeah. Well, I like Jeff steps in just right. You know. I don't. I don't like to step on anybody's toes. The like, voice when of you guys God. Are all stuck on the computer. Something that's super boring that nobody cares about. <laughs> no, that for some people that will be the highlight of the show. 
Mm-hmm. You learn something. Sure. Yeah. I think that podcasts, people want to learn something. So I think that that's the key to uh, Loin Fruit is that every episode, I want people to walk away feeling like uh, they're smarter than they were before. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we still recording? That was like I the said- that was like the LOL of a fact. <laughs> you just said a fact. Okay, we have one more here. <laughs> I think people tuned out while I was on hold with the airline. <laughs> oh, they missed so much good stuff. Then Leela Rolling Stone says, "Anytime I hear a car horn, I immediately think someone is honking at me, regardless of the." Oh my god. I'm so sorry, you guys. I blame her on that one. Uh, regardless of the situation. I think that that's the point of a, of a, a horn honking, is everyone is supposed to be like, what's, what, look alive, you know? Yeah, I think there should, I was thinking this yesterday, there should be two different horns on your car. There should be one that's like, uh, okay, lights changing. Yeah. Or, um, hey, uh, can you make a little room for me to get by? And there should be danger horn. Right. You know, because... you shouldn't be able to summon everybody's attention instantly because you want somebody to move up a little further in the intersection because you're hoping to make that left also when it turns red. Right. That's too much. And then to take it a step further is the fucking Harley Davidson drivers that feel like it's their right to have an engine that's so loud that as they go down the street, every single person has to stop talking until they go out of range again. And you can, Fuck you can that. feel it. Oh, you feel it. And it's just so rude. It's like, you're that important that going down the street should halt all conversations? You don't have and 25 phone million calls? downloads. Right. I guess that's their way of asserting themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, if I was a cop, I would have one of those sound meters because they have them. And I would pull over every motorcycle that was loud like that. And I would give them a fat ticket and a talking to. What would what would you say? I would say you, sir, are no gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Um, I think I think if there were a danger horn, people would abuse it, though. Don't no you more think? than there. I I think it at least would weed out the polite people that need to use the, the horn a little bit. That's true. I do. If it's just a like, hey, the light changed, then it's just a tap on the horn, like a yeah, you know, like a real impotent sound versus the. I don't think I've ever really laid on the horn. Oh, yeah, I feel laying like some- on the horn is really obnoxious. Yeah. I think, I don't mean like where you just don't let up on it, but I feel like I've given it a real, a real hearty toot. <laughs> That's what I've been doing nonstop, by the way. Were you um, in England in the 1800s when you did that? Yeah. <laughs> I think I do that if I think someone's about to hit me. Yeah. That's when you do that. Yeah. When, when you see a car backing into you. Mm-hmm. Greg Fitzsimmons, it's been delightful as always. Always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, continued good luck with the baby. I know these uh, sleep periods are going to get longer and longer. It's it's become impossible for me to keep my eyes open all the way by the end of this podcast. It's yeah. weird. I hope that the listeners are not also having feeling that happen to them. No, I think they're what they're experiencing is a, a, a woman who's a mother. You know, the reality of... of, uh, A young Jewish mother. A young Jewish mother (laughs) fighting to sit through a guest like Greg Fitzsimmons. (laughs) Oh, I thought maybe I was going to be like fighting to bring my my family to safety. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get a drop on that, Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) Fighting to bring my... (laughs) 
<laughs> Cunt to safety. <laughs> Fleeing the old country, which is no longer a young. That is what a young Jewish mother does. Yeah. Under cover of night, flees the old country mm-hmm. to bring her cunt to safety. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anchor cunts. <laughs> I was trying to say family. Mm. I, I I don't know something. I don't know what happened. Cunt. Is <laughs> well, that it just now? Cunt. No. You're so fast. I had that one saved up. <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah. When did I say that? <laughs> December first. Oh yes, I was talking. <laughs> really. <laughs> He's been waiting on that one. You've had that sitting there since December 1st, 2015? Apparently. I guess Jeff was in a bad mood that day. <laughs> no, I think guess I was in a bad mood that day. Hmm. <sighs> Patience pays off. That's, right. <laughs> That's really the long game. Cunt. <laughs> I want to hear what she just said, though, if you can isolate I, that. I don't, I don't have that yet. All right. Just, come on. I pulled up a cunt from two <laughs> years ago. That was pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. I am impressed with that. Greg Fitzsimmons, tell them uh, where to go to find you. Oh, dates. Go to uh, fitzdog.com, F-I-T-Z. You just got Fitzdog. You just got (laughs) Fitzdog. And uh, the podcast, of course, is uh, Fitzdog Radio. And I will be in Houston March 24th to the 26th at the Improv. And then I'm coming to uh, Philly, Philadelphia at the Helium Comedy Club. And uh, that's April 25 through 29. And then Denver. Denver Comedy Works. May 4th through the 7th. Through the 6th. Tickets at Fitzdog.com. Through the 6th? Through the 6th, I think, yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure when this is airing, so it's possible you will have already done those first dates. But it's also possible you won't have. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know why it's taking so long to put this out. Do you want it to already be out so you can hear me say cunt right now while yes. we're recording? Yes. You guys, follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, subscribe, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Jeff, who I almost just called Greg, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Cunt. Jeff Fox cunt. (laughs) You should have shortened that. That was the old family name in England. (laughs) (laughs) You got to change it, Ellis Island. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for doing the show. Greg and listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we got to go. Rosen is your new best friend